Welcome in, Believe in the Wolf Pack. I'm your host, Luke Nichols. Happy to welcome you back in after another good weekend and a good few days for pack basketball. The men's team and the women's team both picking up big wins. We're going to start with the men's team today just because, you know, all year women's team, they're now third in the country, much more of a clear path to the tourney. So we got to, you know, we got to put more of our energy into the men's team so we can just, you know, get them into March. They just got to be playing meaningful ball in March. So they picked up a win over Georgia Tech this Saturday, 182 to 76. And I kind of said it last week where after Georgia Tech beat uh, North Carolina, I was like, yeah, you know, they're 10 and 11 and they only have a three and seven conference record, but don't, don't sleep on this team. This is a good team. They've been playing well as of late. So this is a much more impressive win to me than it may seem at just a glance. You're kind of looking at it thinking, eh, it's only a six point win. Georgia Tech was under 500, you know, some guys, and, I mean, Georgia Tech shot the ball very well too. We didn't shoot that well from three. Um, but so looking at just the box score, it's like, eh, hmm. Nothing crazy here, but if you really pay attention and you watch, it's like, all right, that was a good win. You'll take that win all day, especially with, you know, there only being nine games left in a regular season, but we'll get to that in a minute. To start, though, I want to mention, just give give some credit to Jaden Taylor in the first half when he was on the floor sitting down, passes the ball out, just a perfect, oh my God, I don't think I've ever seen a pass when someone's sitting down from the baseline to the top of the key, at least that far of a distance, and it gets through perfectly, and he gets an assist out of it without anybody hitting it or deflecting it. It was ridiculous. It was was a great play. It was a great heads up, just hustle play, like make a quick decision, boom, get it out, three points. (laughs) Maybe it was a difference. Who knows? Maybe that could have triggered a six-point swing, and then we lose in overtime. You never know. But um, anyway, just going over some numbers again, DJ Horn's been playing very well. He's got, he had 26 points in this game. Casey Morsell, 15 points. Not the best day from three, but still putting up 15. Jaden Taylor, eight for 19 from the field, three for nine from three with 21 points and seven rebounds. DJ Burns with eight points. He had 10 rebounds this game. That was very nice to see after a few games where he was limited to maybe, and I mean maybe, three rebounds but the guy that I want to highlight tonight is Michael O'Connell because since being put in the starting lineup even with the first few losses that we had with him being a starter the offense has you know felt a little bit better and I think just O'Connell being the player that he is he had seven points six assists and seven rebounds and three steals. That's a that's a fantastic stat line. He played 33 minutes, and he's just that like classic point guard. He's going to distribute the ball. He's going to set the offense. He's going to you know make plays just passing through the defense, make plays just dribbling the ball, dishing it off to guys, and that's so important for a team. You can't have just all scores. And, and the name of the game now is scoring points. You got to score. You got to score as quick as possible. You know, get the threes up, get the shots up as quick as possible. Seven-second offense, Mike D'Antoni and whatnot. But not to still have a point guard who can distribute the ball and is just a good playmaker and a good passer is so important. It is, it is so kind of, maybe not underrated, but just underutilized 
in today's game, college, maybe not so much college. College, there's still great playmakers, but the NBA especially. The Celtics the last few years is the main team that I can think of that didn't really have a main point guard. They had, like, Derek White. They had Marcus Smart. They had... Uh, Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving, and you know, those guys, Marcus Smart, defensive guy, Derek White, he can do a little bit of everything, but he's not really, I wouldn't label him as, you know, a distributor or a classic point guard as his first title. Kyrie and Kemba, they're scorers for the most part, even though Kyrie is also a great uh, playmaker, but having Drew Holiday this year, and it makes so much of a difference, and you can see they have, I believe they still have the best record in the NBA. I'm 90% sure that they're first in the Eastern Conference still. And some are saying this is the best Celtics team that they've had in this kind of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown era. And I mean, yeah, Porzingis has been playing out of his mind, which is kind of crazy to see. Um, But I think it is because you have Drew Holiday there. And yeah, maybe, you know, in the beginning, I I don't think Drew Holiday started off that great, but he can still just be that guy to kind of set the offense and just be a playmaker, distribute the ball well, be smart with the ball, be careful with the ball, and play great defense. And that's the same thing with Michael O'Connell. He can just distribute the ball, and he's very smart, and he's very safe with the ball, and he's a solid defender. Like I said, three steals. But I think that's the one thing where it's, you know, maybe he's open – a few times and he doesn't shoot the ball. Maybe he's wide open from the top of the key and you're like, why don't you shoot the ball? Shoot the ball right there. Or he's open for a mid-range jumper and he doesn't take it. I'm fine with him not taking those shots because that's his brand of basketball. With the way he passes the ball and the way he just gets everybody involved, there's going to be times that he maybe doesn't think to shoot first. And there are times that he, you know, is aggressive and makes the right decision and scores because he's still shot two for five, one for three from three. So he's got a decent three-point shot on him, so he can still space the floor. So it's not like you're playing off of him and just letting him shoot all day long. No, you still have to guard him at the three-point line. But just just to have him there as the guy who can just help everybody else out. And even then, it's kind of the same with DJ Burns. DJ Burns is the same where he's not the score first type. And then you have Marcel, who's, you know, he should be the volume three-point shooter. We just need him to knock down some more threes. Same with Jaden Taylor. He should be a guy that, you know, he's it's uh, probably the second option to, you know, create a shot for himself and then still a good catch-and-shoot three-point guy. And then obviously DJ Horn, who is, you know, has been the first option the last month or two and it's going well he's got 26 points again this game so but it's just so important to have these guys that can distribute the ball and are just smart with the ball maybe they don't take chances where ooh, if you just were a little bit aggressive here then it would have paid off but then on the other end as if they're not aggressive if they're conservative in some aspects and they can just you know set up a good pass set up a good play it just works wonders for the offense and the defense alike. So it's been very nice having Michael O'Connell really just find himself, played 33 minutes in this game, and I don't, I mean, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be a starter the rest of the way. The bench, nothing much from the bench. Middlebrooks fouled out this game, but he still had six boards, so that's cool, only three points. Um, And then... Not much playing time for Dennis Parker Jr. and Cam Woods. Parker Jr., I'm not too worried about him. I mean, being a freshman, kind of hitting that wall 
where it's like, ah, ugh. you know, and, and again, to go back to uh, 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 Michael O'Connell being the starter, not so much taking Dennis Parker's spot, but taking over that. I don't know if that makes it any better, but whatever. Taking over Dennis Parker Jr.'s spot, um, that kind of, you know, doesn't make it seem so bad that Parker has taken a bit of a step back. But still, I'm very happy with what I've seen out of Michael O'Connell. It's been very nice to have just like a guy who can distribute the ball and whatnot. And I compared him to Drew Holiday, which is probably a Hall of Fame NBA player. Pretty good comparison. <laughs> uh, but I mentioned earlier how there's only about, uh, well, there is only nine games left in the season starting Wednesday night against Pitt. That's going to be probably another closer game. I mean, it's ACC play. They're all going to be close games. But Pitt, they are 5-6 and six in conference play, 14-8 and eight on the year. So nine games left. How I'm looking at it right now. Trying to go on a game-by-game basis, but also giving somewhat of an overlook. I'm thinking 6-3 and three the rest of the way. I'm thinking 6-3. and three, That would put us at that would put us at 21 and 10 on the year. Right now we're we're 15 and 7. Not terrible, not fantastic. Just solid. 21 and 10 at the end of the year, that's a good-looking record. That's a solid record. And then you're 13 and 7 in the conference, which isn't, you know, fantastic. It's not amazing. But if you can get, you know, right now we're fourth in the conference. If we can stay right around that fourth fifth region fourth or fifth that would be great that would be ideal and then you get into the ACC tournament and then you go from there and then you see hey maybe you put together some good looking wins you get some more quad two quad one wins in the ACC tournament and then that just helps you for the bid because going six and three the rest of the way I think would be I think would you know really help this team's chances and again you just have to get quad one wins you have to get quality wins i mean wake forest clemson north carolina and duke those are the four games i'm really looking at especially that wake forest game if you can get that wake forest game you beat them at wake forest that game is this saturday at four you can win that game that would be massive or the clemson game the clemson game wow they got a week break i'm just realizing that Well, you got, yeah, you got Pitt this Wednesday, Wake Forest on Saturday, and then the next game after the Wake Forest game isn't until the 17th against Clemson. So that's a really nice break. Maybe I should look at that Clemson game more than the Wake Forest game, because that could be a quad one win, and you're off for a week. You're well rested. But then you go into that whole argument of what would you rather have, rest, or would you rather go into the game, you know, on fire, I'd rather go in the game hot, kind of like the MLB playoffs. Would you rather be, you know, keeping the bats alive, or would you rather take a break and try to rest and get some guys' energy? Like in the NFL and in, in, in football, and this is probably going to be the same for uh, the college football playoff next year, whenever the team has a bye, that is just a massive advantage for football. Because you could have, you could have a bye early in the year. You could have a break early in the year and you're just getting banged up every single game until playoffs, getting that by early in playoffs or early in the playoff next year is going to be monumental. But 
I'm looking at the Clemson game, maybe now more than the Wake Forest game, but still looking at the Wake Forest game. And then it, it, if they can pull off the upset against Duke or North Carolina, that Duke game would be great. At home, beating Duke or North I mean, North Carolina is the better team. We saw that this Saturday. But, man, getting a win over a top 25 opponent, they got to do it. They got to do one of those games. Not having a win over anybody in the top 25 at the time when they were in the top 25 is not a great look. I mean, Wake Forest, we already beat Wake Forest this year. That was a great game. But So if we can do it again, maybe they sneak in the top 25 and then that win looks better. But you got to win the games when the teams are playing that well, if you know what I mean. But Still got, like I said, nine games left. They got a week break after the Wake Forest game on Saturday. So that'll be nice to try to, you know, get some rest and whatnot. But after this big weekend for college basketball, a ton of movement in the top 25, as there usually has been. No change in the top three as the top three teams won this weekend. UConn beating St. John's. Purdue uh, sneaking one out against Wisconsin and the North Carolina beating Duke. I mean, maybe not easily, but you could kind of tell from the jump. I thought North Carolina was going to win that game. Oh, if you tuned into last week's episode, I recorded it before the Wednesday night games, posted it Thursday morning. So I did, I'm counting the my prediction of Florida upsetting Kentucky. I'm counting that. I'm counting that because I had no idea. It was before the game started. I'm counting it. It was I – I'm just trying to say maybe I told you so. Maybe I didn't. But I was – I've been wrong too many times to start throwing out I told you so. I'm at least that self-aware. Uh, Marquette jumped up two spots. Tennessee dropped a spot. Houston only dropped a spot. Kansas moved up to four after beating Houston also uh, pretty easily. Duke dropped two spots. Illinois jumped up four spots. But then you have South Carolina jumping up 11 spots. They were out of the top 25 and jumped up to 15. That is huge. Uh, Like I said, after they beat Tennessee, they've been playing very well. They just beat Georgia this Saturday, I think. Beat them by right around 8 or 10 points. And then Kentucky dropped 7 spots because they also lost. You know, They didn't have uh, DJ Wagner, I believe, but they still lost to Tennessee at home. Like I said, I'm not I'm not confident in Kentucky this year. Creighton dropped six spots. Alabama moved up eight spots. But, man, South Carolina moving up 11 spots, going from outside the top 25 to 15. That is crazy. That's wild. I want to see where they sit. Okay, they're – now I kind of wonder how Alabama feels about this because South Carolina – is 19 and 3. They have the better record, but they're second in the SEC behind Alabama, who's 8 and 1. And they were ahead. Alabama was ahead of South Carolina last week in the rankings. And they beat South Carolina already this year. But South Carolina jumped them in the top 25 after not being ranked. Alabama's 16th, and South Carolina is 15th. Yeah, I can't imagine Alabama basketball fans are happy about that. But, hey, they got the coaches poll. <laughs> the coaches poll, they got 
South Carolina at 20, and then Alabama is 16. I wonder where they are in the net rankings. Oh, that actually reminds me. NC State now is, I just had them on here. They are now 77th in the net rankings, which still isn't great, but, you know, what are you going to do? Alabama is 5th in the net rankings, uh, according to NCAA.com. Houston is 1st somehow but yeah they have alabama at fifth where is south carolina oh they're decent okay they're they're 38th or decent bit down there but according to the associated press south carolina is 15th and alabama is 16th and kentucky is 17th kentucky is 15 and 6 now i mean they just they're struggling they need those young guys to really uh, start to come along and improve late in the year. Indiana State's getting votes for the top 25. That's cool to see. hope <laughs> they get in there. But we'll take a break for a moment, and when we come back, going to talk some women's wolf pack. All right, welcome back in. Going to talk about some uh, NC State women's basketball, and then we'll wrap it up here. So, NC State picked up a big win against North Carolina this past Saturday, or no? wasn't Saturday. I kept thinking it was Saturday. That's what was my problem. It was Thursday, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, they're now third in the top 25. And I get it. You know, some people don't really care about the top 25, whatever. It's all opinion based, maybe blah, 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 blah. I like the top 25. I like getting the recognition. I like, you know, getting credit. I like just seeing kind of where we stand and where, you know, experts think that we stand. Um, but we're third again, so, you know, have been third for most of the year, took a slight dip right back up there as expected, just behind, uh, South Carolina who has a firm hold on that top spot. And then Iowa and Caitlin Clark are second. Colorado is behind us now. Ohio state jumped up three spots to fifth and Kansas state is starting to fall as is Stanford. Stanford is sixth. Kansas State is eighth. USC jumped up five spots uh, to tenth after Watkins scoring 51 points. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that game, that's where I was. I completely lost my train of thought for a second. But game against North Carolina, that was a great game. That was a close game. That is a really tough win that win actually knocked North Carolina out of the top 25. So now Louisville is 15th, and then Virginia Tech is 16th. But that was a close game, just a four-point win over North Carolina. I mean, close the entire time. Going into the fourth quarter, it was, what, 49-48? to 48? If I'm doing that correctly? Yeah, it was 49-48 going into the fourth quarter, and pull away not really pull away but you win by four i'll take that all day long um not the greatest night shooting uh from beyond the arc but still uh mimi collins had 14 points and seven boards Zaya james you know does a lot of her damage beyond the arc she was 0 for 5 the volume three point shooter still had 10 points and then sanaya rivers she had a phenomenal game 14 points nine boards four assists and two steals 
probably the main reason that <laughs> we won that game. And then Zoe Brooks off the bench had 10 points, two boards, and two assists, and a steal. So, again, just an all-around great game. It was really nice to see, just see them pull that one away. The next game is, you know, by the time this episode airs, uh, it would it will already have happened because play Louisville Monday night, so last night at 7 o'clock. If they won, let's go. Best team in the country. <laughs> if Louisville won, then, ah, fluke game. We'll get them next time. Not worried about it. What are you going to do? Whatever. Playing both sides. Got to play both sides. But it's going to be another good game tonight. It's on ESPN2. Hoping they pull, uh, get another win. Because then you just go right to Virginia Tech this, what is that, this Thursday. Like I said, you had these three top 25 games in a week. It's a tough schedule. I'm not sure who kind of got these games together and put them in this order, but come on. <laughs> Let's space them out a bit. Give us a break here. But I got faith that they can pull it out. So just good to see good to see us back in the top three, I mean, let alone top 25, but good to see back in the top three. Um, and honestly – it's kind of what I've been thinking about this entire time. Women's basketball this year has been incredible. It has been so – honestly, I think it's been better than the majority of men's basketball just because, like, you look at all the stars and the big names that you have for women's basketball. They probably have three, four, five – probably five big names – that you'll think of first before anybody in men's basketball. Now you have Caitlin Clark, you have Dawn Staley, you have Angel Reese, you have Juju Watkins, you have, oh, I'm forgetting someone's name, but I mean, that's four right there that I'm talking about. Oh, uh, Paige Beckers on UConn. That's what it was. I saw UConn down there. I was like, that's, that's what I was, that's what I was trying to find. You got those five names that are probably all bigger than, What's the biggest name in men's college basketball? Zach Eady? Probably. As a player, especially. I mean, I threw in Dawn Staley there, you know, head coach and then player, so maybe that's a little unfair, but I don't care. She's, I mean, she's undefeated. Come on. Um, but, yeah, Zach Eady, probably. R.J. Davis, probably. But, I don't know. Like, you think of, like, the big-name schools, like, UConn, it's like, eh, that's kind of, they're, they're just a great overall team. Duke, not really what they, you know, used to be, but they're still great. I mean, Kyle Filipowski, you have him. Kentucky always has the young guys. Uh, Houston, that's nah, just an overall good team. And even then, when you think of Zach Eady, you, you immediately think of Purdue and just choking in the tournament, losing to a 16 seed, losing to a 15 seed. So it's like, I, I don't really know if you can give him that credit of like this massive name like he's saving college basketball he's 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 you know like like even like frank kaminsky was for wisconsin i have no idea how that was the first thing that pops in my head but i just remember frank the tank and you know them going on that uh final four run and whatnot again no idea but whatever um and I guess some of it has to do with guys not staying all four years and guys transferring and you know they haven't really created a name for themselves at the school that they're at currently but 
still, like, the biggest name by far. Even if you just want to talk Edie versus Caitlin Clark, I, there's no contest. There's no contest. Caitlin Clark had Maryland fans waiting outside the stadium to get in for hours before the game. That game was completely sold out. They, I, I'm pretty sure, I thought CBS, I thought the CBS TikTok or something had a specific Caitlin Clark cam just following her throughout the game. Even during the game on the main broadcast, on the main, bro- they never took down her individual like box score or stat sheet. It was on there the entire time. And they updated it in a second. She would get an assist. Boom, right there. She would hit a three. The three points get added. And the shot and the attempt and everything. It, 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 there's no bigger name in college basketball right now than Caitlin Clark. And it has been awesome to see. Because it's it's kind of like, you know, you're not waiting for her to lose. No one's like really hating on her and saying, oh, she stinks. You know, she's overrated, blah, 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 blah. No, it's kind of like <laughs> a resounding Oh my God, she's amazing! <laughs> like she's she might be the greatest women's college basketball player we've ever seen. <laughs> That's just the overall the objective opinion on her, and it's just been awesome to watch. And I just it, 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 the women's tournament is going to be unbelievable. I can't wait for it. But it is cool to see that they're just you know taking over the college basketball scene because I mean the 2010s you had a ton of great men's college basketball teams and then it was the women's side it was just run by UConn now you have just different names different great teams it's been awesome to see it's been really fun to see but just to wrap it up about NC State our Wolfpack again have the Louisville game last night for me tonight (laughs) hoping they pull that one out we'll have the full recap of that game in our next show that'll come out Thursday morning yeah Thursday morning I don't know why I've been so thrown off with the days of the week the last week or two last week Thursday all day Thursday thought it was Friday Wednesday thought it was Thursday Tuesday thought it was Wednesday it doesn't make sense it it just it was annoying it felt like the longest week ever and I, I just a little thrown off but Hoping for wins, hoping for this, you know, the the, the 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 positive energy of Wolfpack basketball to continue. Otherwise, we're going to completely flip to <laughs> NC State baseball. <laughs> so just, we, we still got time. There's still March. We got time. We got to get, let's get to March. Let's get to, both teams get to March. But thank you again for joining in on this episode of Believe in the Wolfpack. And we'll see you next time.